0: Hello and welcome to the Amateur Skeptics Podcast, number 88. I'm your host, Brian. Joining me this evening, Ian. I'm back, as always. And not a special guest, Kimberly. Hi, not special at all. Well, no, you're special. Just, just no, not a special guest. No, I don't even guest. ride
1: that short bus anymore. <laughs> I drive myself.
0: <laughs> and thinks he's a special guest, Mac. As the crazy 88s. And
2: Ian, if, if you're always here, how can you be back?
3: Because I'm back every week, every other week,
0: just about. Okay. Um, All right. And not a global warming denier, Terry.
3: Hi, everyone.
0: (laughs) How's everybody doing this evening? Doing all right. Went and saw a Man of Steel today. Good, good. I I still call
2: Superman Captain Boring. Actually, he was kind of, uh, he kind of had a temper, and he was kind of petty on some things in this one, which made him a little more interesting. All right, all right.
3: Well, I saw a meme that was joking, Superman's, um... You have Superman going to basically Tony Stark. Um, and how many people did it take for you to stop an alien invasion? Or no, something like it took six people. Um, oh, you, uh-huh. you, you guys took six people. And Tony's like, Well, actually, it only took two. The other four, um, kept the city from being destroyed and were saving innocent lives. And my understanding is one of the big things in the big final battle in Man of Steel is Superman seems a bit reckless, and the damage is pretty intense. So it sounds like they were trying to outdo Avengers.
2: Uh, you know, I actually made that same comment. They they kind of, you know, I think I think that FEMA just looks at New York and Metropolis now and just just, just cries and gets a lot of resignations.
0: All right. Okay. Well, uh Kimberly, do you have a few announcements for us?
1: Yeah, not uh not too much, but I'll go through them real quick. Um stuff going on bring something up here. Um stuff going on at the Hub. We've got our usual movie nights on Thursdays this coming week is going to be the revisionaries they fourth off um we're going to come back with what about bob then we're going to do one that's a uh, documentary on sam harris's uh the moral landscape with him and richard dawkins and then one i'm real excited about and wanted to talk more about what happened there and i forgot to add it to the notes but uh, i think we can all wing it uh Exodus International, the famous uh, Pray the Gay Away store, has finally decided to shut its doors after 37 years. And uh, we can talk about that some more, but in recognition of this very great event that they're they're finally shutting down, we're going to show But I'm a Cheerleader, which is a funny little, little comedy about this poor girl who gets sent to one of these Pray Away the Gay things because everybody thinks that she's a lesbian. Um, it we're going to be doing of- that one on the 24th. That's right. Has RuPaul out of drag as one of Christian. Very
0: interesting
3: yes. role for him yeah, to play. Is.
0: Did they say why <laughs> yeah, they're doing it? Or are they do they are they just I mean, did, did they give a reason? They yeah, didn't actually, really look, Sorry, go ahead. Went
1: to it real quick.
0: You know what? Actually, Kimberly, let's pause for a second here. Uh, okay, we're on pause. So Okay. So now, now, what you were about saying about Exodus International?
1: Okay, so Exodus International, I think we've talked about them before. They're next, they, they call themselves the ex-gay group. And for 37 years, they were basically one of the main, uh, places that did the pray away the gay thing. Um, the guy who runs it has kind of gone back and forth saying that he prayed away his gay, and then he'd said, no, I still have the gay, but I'm not going to give into it because of jesus and anyway he finally had at their big annual meeting he delivered one of the better apologies i've heard i mean really sincere not a whole lot of that i'm sorry you were offended kind of apology but a real one acknowledging the damage they've done and um that he's sorry that he did what he did and um four hours later they closed the organization they announced the closing of the organization. I, I can't say I know it's gone completely.
0: So there was a, but pretty, it's huge. Yeah, but there is is a reason behind it. He is finally what come to terms with the damage he's doing. That's that's he's, actually... he's
1: really realized that that yeah the the program. I mean, people have committed suicide from being in the program, and um, their success rate is practically nil. Um, I mean, I, I think you know the only people are people like him who are basically choosing to not actually give into their own feelings for god but they still have them
0: so, You mean give into their feelings for other men
1: um a huge a huge moment especially yeah. as we're sitting here waiting for the doma thing to come back
0: yes that? So is I'm, he,
1: oh, i was just wh- gonna say is he himself in quotations formerly gay um, he he is living a heteronormative lifestyle with his former lesbian wife and their kids. Um, but he acknowledges that he still has the same feelings he had before. That prayer did not relieve him of them, but that he has chosen to live a biblical life and not give in to those feelings. Well, I'm glad he stopped doing the harm. Yeah, yeah, and and as always, I mean, if you know, if you've got feelings you don't want to act on, and you have some reason for it. You know,
2: they're your they're feelings. right
1: to do whatever you want,
2: yeah. right? Yeah. I, yeah. I, what, what it made me wonder is what actually happened in his personal life that changed his that changed his feelings on this and made him turn this around.
0: Well, how many he suicides, he suicides? I don't, yeah. of
1: course, know that.
0: How many suicides does an organization have to be responsible for before you realize that you might be causing problems? If, if you could show 37
1: that. 37 or so years, apparently.
0: Yeah, I mean. You, well, hey, as, as long as
2: they died safe, they were fine. That's nah. well, a of bad time I'm to being, shut that down. I, of course, I'm being
0: ironic about this. Yep. All right, what we else? Do actually- you have some other announcements for us, Kimberly?
1: Um, and I'm sorry, my computer shut down on me a minute ago. Um, I don't think I've got any other major ones. Okay. Lots of hub events, but they're the regular ones. Like I said, the movies, uh, the Sunday hub hang. Uh, we just had. Separation of church and state that was a really interesting meeting and they're setting up a Colorado chapter so if you're interested in that you should check them out and see what else they're doing uh, other stuff that um, is coming up July 18th the leader of the Americans United is Reverend Barry Lynn so he's a believer but he believes in separation of church and state he's going to be speaking down in Colorado Springs and I'm going to go to that um, so maybe other people would want to the a hell of a drive um, <laughs> What else we've got on July ninth? We're having a professor come in to the hub to um, talk about creationism not being a science. The first half is going to have people who are or have been young earth creationists um, and have the discussion with them, and then the second hour is going to be more of the sciencey skeptically stuff that we like. Uh, but it should be an interesting one. I'm 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 always interested when we can get the people who you know believe this stuff. You know, in for a discussion um, because I don't generally have a lot of a lot of time to talk to people like that, or a lot of chances to. So that should be interesting. And then, of course, the biggest thing in my life right now, um, so it should be in yours, is the Colorado Secular Conference on July 20th. I'm only going to be able to tell you guys about this like one or two more times before the actual date. It's going to be amazing. Catherine Stewart coming to talk about the Good News Club. Seth Andrews from The Thinking Atheist and publisher of Terry's Letters um, is going to be there, along with Betsy uh, Weatherhead, who is a climate change scientist who shared the Nobel Peace Prize, and Elizabeth Cornwell from the Richard Dawkins Foundation. Tickets are 20 bucks. Go to secularconference.org. Um, and buy your tickets. You cannot get a cheaper one day ticket with this kind of a level of, of speakers. And it's going to be awesome. So I hope everyone will go. Right. I'm planning on going. Yay. Yeah. Right. <laughs> How come I'm not hearing that three more times? <laughs> I'll be I out never of go town. anywhere. I I'm waiting. What day is it? It's, it's, sa- a Saturday. it's a Saturday. It's out of school. Kids are welcome.
0: Wait, what, we, what day did you say it was again?
1: Saturday, July 20th.
0: Okay. All right. Well, I will yep. see if I can. It's going to be
1: pants. great. Okay. You should come.
0: All right. Okay. I never go anywhere. Yes, we know. You should. He'd have to put on pants. Yeah. That's I would have to put not on the pant.
4: worst thing in the world. Or not. I you you a wear a skirt. skirt. I wear. I wear a lot of skirts, Mac. Yeah. Wear a skirt.
0: You used to have a kilt, didn't you? I used to. It's it's somewhere.
3: <laughs> <laughs> kilt's are nice. They're yeah. comfortable. I like kilts.
0: All right. I, I did want to talk about uh, a piece of feedback from um Howard. Who uh, when we were talking about um I think it was the second amendment to the constitution, the right to bear arms. And I think we were also talking about freedom of speech in the same podcast. Is that is that true? Quite
3: likely. We talked yeah. about that post podcast. <laughs> the,
0: the thing that I, I think that he wanted to point out is that these rights are not necessarily absolute and that there can be limitations on them. Um his point was if they were absolute, then even somebody convicted of a felony would be allowed to have a gun. If if we read the if we read the law that way, and and I think uh, Terry was saying before the before we started that even on the first uh, first amendment to the constitution there are limitations you can't yell um, fire in a crowded theater and that, that that that's wrong so so all these things of course have limitations
1: like you shouldn't be able to call something fair and balanced when it's clearly completely not right
0: I'm Reasonably, you shouldn't.
1: <laughs> it's just a douchey thing to do. Yeah, well. It's yeah. a really douchey thing to do.
0: <laughs> I, I always like that, though, when, um, when when Bush was pregnant, uh, president, when he was pregnant, <laughs> when, when Bush was a pregnant. Freudian, Freudian slip. Freudian slip. No, not even a Freudian slip. I don't want to see that man pregnant. Um, well, you could always say, well, yeah, it, both sides the president's side and the vice president's side. <laughs> All right, let's go on. Uh, masturbation party less creepy than a rave.
3: All right, so this one, uh, Kimberly already came up with a question. What does this have to do with skepticism? Well, the point to me of this was perception. If you told someone you were going to a rave, they have you know one thing they picture. You tell them you're going to a masturbation party, they're probably going to picture something even creepier and more bizarre. But this article from a 19-year-old, um, student from Montreal says that actually he found the masturbation parties less creepier than rape. And I thought it was an interesting, you know, w- way to show just how we perceive things, because I think most okay. of us think masturbation For, parties are really nasty things.
0: Where did, where does this masturbation party thing come from? Where did okay, it start?
3: Well, I, I actually remember the incident, and I don't know how many other people do. Back in 1994, um, the American Surgeon General was actually doing the right thing and promoting masturbation, saying it's actually a healthy thing and that we need to teach kids that, it, um, you know, there's nothing wrong with it. And she lost her job for that, which I, I remember it happened at a time. I remember thinking how screwed up that was. Like, what the hell? <laughs> Someone actually making sense and you guys are firing them just because, you know, it's questionable. So after that, these adult shops would set up masturbation parties. And, you know, it sound, if you read the article, it sounds like basically what they do is once people get together um, they have a DJ, apparently, so they have live music going on and people just, you know, run around in various states of undress and get off. Okay. Well, um,
0: you know, other people
4: say, are, I was just going to say other people are fascinating. This is why I studied anthropology, this kind of stuff. Yeah.
0: It 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 is bizarre. But uh, basically
3: what the article says is because they know of the sexual nature, they actually have fairly strict rules that they follow. And it's like, you know, there's a zero tolerance policy. You guys get out of line, you're out of there. Unlike raves, where there's no real rules, no real policy, and things just get crazy. So, what's creepy about a rave? Uh, Oh, my understanding is, you know, there's a lot of drug use going on. Um, I have heard of cases of rape happening at them. You know, I've never been at them myself, but they don't necessarily have the best reputation.
0: Okay, but there's a difference here. One one event, you're going to listen to music, and and the other event is a rave. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> um, Mac, don't help me. <laughs> uh, well, one event is is inherently sexual, and, and the the other one is not necessarily inherently sexual.
3: Right, and the, inher- the inherently the inherently sexual see. one is the well behaved one, the one where people aren't going after each other. The, the raves, the the one that you know is supposed to just be a wild party, is where the people try and take advantage of others and stuff like that.
0: Right. I guess I, I I just think that we're, we're kind of comparing apples and oranges here. I mean
3: – We're not this young woman who's been to both and comparing them. We have a young okay. woman who has – that's what this article is. It's a young woman who has been both raised and masturbated and saying there is a comparison. that is, you know, you can take them and look at one and say, you know, this one's not as creepy as that one.
2: Right, okay, and so
3: – I'm going to take her word for it here because she's the experienced one. We're not. That That's fine. So here's so,
4: what I – Here's what I, I sort of suspect that it has to do with consent because if you go do anything sexual that you've consented to, it's inherently not creepy, right? Right. Yeah, Whereas if not, yeah. if you're getting assaulted at a rave or groped or whatever, that's non consent.
0: Right. And in this situation, because they've created a sexual situation, they are hyper aware of the possibility of something like that happening. So 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 they so they have these stricter rules. Things are better watched and better informed. And I'll bet you that these parties are also smaller. Where rave is a much larger set of people.
3: Yeah, well, my inside raves get quite out of control because people just keep showing up and you know
0: so right. you know,
3: and that's the thing the different levels of what's going on but uh, most people probably think a masturbation party would be a bunch of creepy guys you know staring at you funny and it doesn't sound like that at all i mean it even said you know there's fewer creeps in attendance than other parties the woman's been to well I, so, I
2: find it kind of interesting that this this masturbation party is being reported on in a rave news newsletter so
3: yeah that's another interesting thing it's I'm trying to remember where I found this from. I think it was something someone posted on Facebook because it's it's normally not the kind of thing I'd run across. But it just struck me as an interesting, you know, it, it goes against a lot of um ideas we have.
0: Right, but and, she get uh, and that and that's fine. But as she goes through the article, she is trying to, she's implying that the way that they handle behaviors is 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 how they should be handling them at the rave or they or or in a similar fashion and. I, I, not be not having been to a rave, I don't know that you, you could enforce the same kind of zero tolerance policies. Maybe you right. could. I, I just don't, I'm not sure if, it, if you could do that. Has anyone here ever been to a rave? No.
3: No. We're not the big party crowd.
0: <laughs> I've seen raves broken up. I've seen their aftermath, <laughs> but never been uh, to a rave. My impression of a rave, and this is probably from something I've seen on TV, is that a lot of stuff glows in the dark, or black light I glows. That's, I, that's, you know, that's well, all I know. I mean, yeah, I mean, a lot of dance clubs are the same kind yeah, of thing. What
3: waves have. A, um, oh a oh my
2: God, Brian, you took me to a rave. There were there were large bowling balls.
3: <laughs> <laughs> the, the, the now I feel dirty. I didn't realize it was creepy the at drug. the time. <laughs> no. But raves have a, bowling. a. Yeah, you keep talking. Yeah. You... Raves have a um, reputation for drug use. I know that. I, um, So, you know, there's the, a. The, the, Lot you know you hear about the Hollywood raids and stuff, and that's the only where all the young stars seem to go bad.
0: Right. I mean, but here, here's here's the thing. I read the article. I haven't been to either of these parties. Hey, that's great. I they, they, the, the 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 masturbation party sounds that sounds great. I'm, I hope those people are enjoying themselves and that they're getting something out of it. I just, eh, eh, but I've never been to either. So the article really didn't. I don't know. It didn't ring with me. You know, it's like yeah, I don't know enough about either.
3: I said the main thing, is, I just I thought it was an interesting look at perception. And, oh. you know, people, the way people do perceive events like, you know, masturbation. But, I, and I'm all for the idea of masturbation, because, you know, we've said it on podcasts over and over again. It's a healthy thing, you know, to actually teach people to be embarrassed about it that causes more problems than good. And to actually have people, places promoting it and making it not creepy, to me, sounds like the right direction to go in.
0: Okay. Let's move on. There's something yep. that uh, that uh, that we can all sink our teeth into here. <laughs>
3: <laughs> this one definitely fits with um, our last podcast.
0: So eight foods we eat in the U.S. that are banned in other countries, uh, and we're not. Gonna, I'm not going to go through the whole list. Well, no, we don't have to. But I, 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 I mean, I, I started out reading this and I'm like, this is ridiculous. I mean, even I just on the face of it, I'm like, this is ridiculous. And I'm like, there's no sources and what and yep. and, and, and all of this. And then reading your article afterwards is like oh oh they removed the sources because they were awful or and they didn't say what they what they said i mean this whole article is terrible so basically there's a
3: book coming out by dr jason colton and certified nutritionist Mira colton called rich food poor food and in it they have eight foods we eat in the u.s that are banned in other countries and it goes through what i really love is most of them they seem to talk about how oh, this chemical is used in cleaning supplies or um, waterproofing chemicals and stuff mm-hmm. like that. And I, I read those. And I'm like, well, that same thing is saying um, this chemical we all drink um, is used as a coolant in um, most engines and nuclear power plants. Um, <laughs> it, it, it's used as a heavy-duty cleaner. In fact, most of your cleaning products will have this chemical in it. Uh, this chemical has been
1: known to be a deadly killer. It's called water. It's, well, no, yeah, 100% yeah. of the people who yeah. consume it wind up dying.
0: That's right. <laughs> yeah. Well, and the same issue we have with oxygen, H2O. Yeah. So dihydrogen monoxide and, and H2O are killers. Yeah.
3: We need to band I mean, think
0: Dihydrogen monoxide and H2O are the same thing. Yeah.
3: You can seriously drink enough no. water to poison yourself Wait. with it. It is possible.
2: Yes, you're right. Oh yeah. Water I, toxicity I, is a definite is a definite possibility and um is actually known for hitting people who are doing heavy exercise, like sometimes people will be doing a marathon and they'll end up uh, basically getting water drunk because they drink too much water. And the, well, the effects is, are similar to actual alcohol drinking, you well, know, too much alcohol.
0: I remember people, uh, an article about people who were, like, drinking as much water as they can just for the purpose of, of getting that high. People have done this intentionally and, and died from it.
3: Yeah, so that, that right off the bat. A lot of them deal with that. The article itself talks about levels, right. you know, the, the level of the stuff, you know, the, the, the truth of the matter is pretty much the, the few chemicals that are actually um, harmful to you, like it does talk about um, at the end, um, what's it called, poison, arsenic, which is in chicken. Um, but it's, was it, 0. 0.8 parts per billion? Well, and remember that
0: meat? arsenic is also in apples.
3: Yeah, and it was talking about how there's actually more arsenic in rice than there is in the chicken they're referring to here. Right. So, you know, but the levels are so low. Your body can handle
0: it. Well, the other thing that to remember and that they talk about this is that some of these chemical compounds are, are that they're that they're talking about that are derived from uh, derived from other chemical compounds. I mean, are like there's two types of arsenic, uh, ethyl and methyl mercury. And so yeah. they they kind of do a breakdown of the bromine bromide that that oh. that you know that sure. that there's different chemical makeups there. And, um, and, and so they. Misuse, um.
3: And they're talking about how, oh, it's been proven to cause cancer. If you put in these huge doses in the rat that basically would consist of you eating, um, about 5,000 times the, um, recommended serving amount in a day. But here's the thing that that gets me
0: about this is it, it really undermines your credibility when you put up a bunch of resources links. And then they don't say what you want them to say, so you change them to other things. And when it still doesn't say what you want them to say, you just remove every source, period, to prevent that criticism.
2: Right.
0: Um, That number seven one,
2: synthetic growth hormones, those are actually harmful to cows. They they cause them to be eaten (laughs) or sometimes (laughs) milked.
3: Yeah. But it, it's a good article. There was one thing that I still haven't uh, that actually the second article addresses that I've been actually looking into. There's the one um red food dye that okay. um is basically made from ground up bugs. You're okay. Here, a lot here's, of people have Yeah,
0: Here, here's tried what it was. Protein to me. Yeah, it was. Yeah, it was it was this was Starbucks. Starbucks put, instead of, there's two ways there, well, there might be more, but there's two main ways to get red and, and pink food colorings. And one of them is from Coltar. And I, and, and I don't really know how dangerous that was. I know that for the longest time, um, what was it, red number five was banned?
3: I don't know. I wish they would have mentioned it. Red, red number
0: five sounds like the right one. Yeah. And, and, but now red food coloring is back. I don't know if red number five is back. But so it so you have your choice. You can get it from Coltar or or what um, Starbucks did to color. I think it was their strawberry frappuccino. Is they went and they got a bug and they put that in there and, no, and to get the color. No, that's actually an
3: old one. That's been around for a while. And what right. it is, it's ground up bugs. And they talk about the link to hyperactivity. Uh, a bunch of people claim oh. that it causes their kids to um be hyperactive. But I couldn't find any actual research on it. And he actually mentioned it here that um, it's still unclear if this actually happens or not. But there's a huge movement that believes that it does. Well, when So I-
4: regarding the trace amounts of whatever scary stuff in our foods, yeah, that's um, in the competitive parenting uh, circles that I've encountered. Parents who tend to think their kids are hyperactive or whatever, they diagnose their kids with whatever, they blame whatever it is, sugar or yeah. refined sugar or food coloring or whatever, artificial ingredients and
3: claims. I do only totally blame my kids have been cooped up in the house all day and need to get the hell outside. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah, but I was gonna say I heard about the uh, the bug stuff for the Starbucks from some people who were claiming it because it was they were complaining because it wasn't vegan. Mm. But you know what? We eat more bugs than we realize. Yeah, I mean you know, the bug things
3: never bothered me. I, no. I know I eat bugs by accident, and I don't care. <laughs> They're in all sorts of our food. <laughs> oh yeah, even the non processed stuff, people. I'm sorry, the, the all natural stuff is going to have bug parts in them. It's going to have feces in them. It's going to you know live with it. Just because it's being said all natural does not mean you're not going to get the bug stuff and the other crap that you're supposed to worry about with process. Well, but
0: those things are
2: natural. Yeah. I hope you're yeah. not going to tell me that my vegan chocolate-covered ants
0: are, are are contaminated. No, I think that those are okay. Okay.
3: but So, anyway, the, um, I'd seen the first one a while ago, and I was questioning it. Then I fa- the second one, someone else posted, I'm like, oh, wow, that's follow-up. Great. So, I definitely, you know, these two articles, you know, are, are worth looking at together so you can see the, you know, what the claims are and be countered from an actual you know someone who knows a little bit about chemicals.
0: <laughs> yeah but here's the thing basically that this article on BuzzFeed is a whole bunch of scare tactics without a lot of substance right and, and we see this a lot and, and, but I, I, I don't know I've, I've read things on BuzzFeed before and I mean I, I, they're, they're a place you go for a quick laugh, right I mean do you, does anybody go there for for this kind of information? They, I don't think that they have a, that they have a reputation to uphold here. They can put whatever they want up, and I don't think it. I don't think it hurts them. And I think that's probably a pretty good assessment.
3: Yeah, that, and that's always one thing with any of our sources. People, you know, look at where they're coming from. We don't isn't, necessarily edit ourselves.
2: Isn't Buzz, Buzzfeed's responsibility to make the Huff, the Huffington
0: Post look accurate? <laughs> <laughs> it could be. <laughs> okay. All right. What's this last one here? Oh, yeah. Pork okay. bullets. This
3: last one, I just <laughs> found too funny for words. Um, pork bullets designed to send Muslims straight to hell. <laughs>
0: well, but, oh, here's the thing that I like about these bullets is that they're kind of, you, you can kind of use them, you know, um, I mean, Orthodox Jews, it, this is, this is good ammunition to use against them. Um, I, I don't know. The Hindus would, would probably get to, I mean, this is multi purpose is what my, my point is here. <laughs>
3: It sounds like such so anyways, a waste of bacon <laughs> to me. Yeah, <laughs> right? I agree with that, definitely. So anyway, <clears throat> anyways, this one ammunition company decided that the best way to fight the Islamic terrorists is to take their ammunition and coat it in pork. Uh, this way, when you shoot them, the Muslims, you're not only killing them, but you're making sure they don't go to hell. Which, of course, says that you somewhat must believe that their way of life is taking them to heaven which I, I found an interesting contradiction. If, if you're a Christian using these, then aren't you pretty much saying straight out, yeah, you, you were actually right the whole time, and if it wasn't for the fact I was shooting you with pork, you'd be going to heaven, because apparently God doesn't give a rat's ass if the pork accidentally injected into you. Uh, and, and that's one of the things, actually, um, So at the last part of it, um, talked about how actually that um, doesn't really make any sense because um, there's no penalty for coming into contact with pork given by the quran right it's <laughs> okay. it's
2: the at least my understanding is that it's a choice to keep that particular tenet of islam and not and not to you know not to ingest
0: pork here's the but here's the thing is that this is uh, we can laugh about it we can have, we can have some fun with it but in the end we have to remember that this comes from a certain place of intolerance for muslims that is acceptable I mean- in this country at this time
3: yeah, that, that's one of the scarier parts of it is, you know, these people actually are taking this seriously, like, oh, you know, this is the best way to fight them. It's a silly, ridiculous way that makes no sense, but it, it's one of these things, you know, talking about, because it even starts off talking about they're angry about the idea of an Islamic cultural center opening near ground zero. That's what started this off. And it's like, that is, you, you, what? what Bullets to attack Muslims are doing a peaceful event just because you find it offensive? Wait a moment.
2: <laughs> Let me ask, I, I guess my question is, do the makers of this ammunition actually believe this, or are they merely selling to people who do?
3: That's definitely, you know, a question
2: down. Here's something. the thing, I don't Second know Second question is, is this ammunition any less scarce than all other ammunition at this point? Because I understand that there are, you know, when, when ammunition comes in at the stores, there's a line,
0: and... You may get part of the way through the line, and there's no more ammunition. I just hate the implication here that it's okay to target Muslims, period.
3: Right. I agree. There's definitely some messed up ideas that's going on with it. And And, to sell a bullet specifically designed – oh, this bullet is to kill Muslims. Like, wait a moment.
0: Yeah, and I don't particularly care whether the makers of it believe it or not, but they do believe that there's an audience for them.
3: Right, and they're they're probably charging quite a bit, so they're making a probably making a pretty hefty unprofitable. Maybe off.
2: they'll maybe they'll start a line with with pentacles or inverted crosses engraved on them to to do the same thing for other religions.
0: Who knows? <laughs> I, I don't know. It just, I'm sure there's a market for it somewhere. That I it's a problem in general that 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 this is mainstream. That well, I don't know. It's on the HuffPo. I mean, whatever. But it it's just it's it's a problem that. It's acceptable to sell these bullets oh, with I the intention agree. of killing Muslims in this country. I just country. got the name
2: of the company. That's so sad. Jihog. Uh, yeah. I okay. just got, yeah. got it.
0: Yeah. I don't have
1: a source for this, but I, I was told by—I don't even remember exactly by who—but I've heard that that this was kind of done back in World War II as well, while they were fighting in Africa. Um, that you know, when they when they had like. Executions of the other side—that they would use, um, you know, pork smeared bullets as kind of a to, to further final insult, kill yeah. the morale. Well, Can you I, imagine? I heard
2: so- I heard something about them threatening to to feed Islamic bodies to pigs. <sighs>
4: For fuck's
2: sake! And I think that was from Afghanistan that I heard that. So yeah. Uh, I. I got nothing. I mean, I, I yeah, yeah. this is. Well, we can go from that, um,
3: religious yeah, less, more ignorance to more religious ignorance. The m- main idea of our podcast tonight okay, is to look so, at the
0: infamous chick tracks. Tell me first what a chick track is.
3: Okay, well, chick tracks have been around for a while. Um, basically, they are small little comic books that are 100% pure, unedited religious propaganda to the extreme. I mean, this is, it's an assaulting extreme. Um, over 50 years old, they've been around. Um, I, I seen them in the past, you know, left in, uh, restrooms and bus stops and places. I'm thinking they're not doing that anymore because possibly because of, um, um, litter laws, because I haven't seen them for a while, just being left, you know, anywhere. Because one of the things you do is on the back, there's a place to stamp all the church's information. So my guess is if a church is found leaving those, they're probably getting fined. So I think they've stopped that. Um, oh, you can oh.
2: still order them though
3: yeah well they, they, they still i've seen I've been in churches that have had them you know on the tables and stuff so they can still give them out that way but I, they got, can't one just, in my, I, I got
4: one in my mailbox on Halloween a few years ago
1: oh and yeah, they, they, they have, have given out at Halloween and and also at uh gay pride demonstrations that oh, they, they have a
3: whole list of um wait or great places to give them out and which ones are best for which time which events and stuff like that they you know they've really turned it into a science. To, um pass these things out but the thing is you you start reading them and you can't help but realize there's a lot of gaps in logic and first off the one of the most recurring themes is that any non-believer will become angry and violent when anything christian is mentioned even mentioned we're really upset if we're told we're going to be prayed for i'm going to pray for you oh my god i will beat the crap out of you and kill you now i mean seriously uh, uh, about half of them seem to have that message that okay. we non-believers become that violent that enraged or we're just being told we're going to be prayed for are any of these short
0: enough to, to give us the to read through to give us a taste because they all seem like they're uh, pretty long
3: yeah well one thing they all have the uh, this big near the end thing on the kingdom of god and saying that in front of his throne and stuff. So it's really hard to read a whole one here. So basically what we've done is we've picked some and we'll look, I, I, I want to just look at the, uh, some of the messages in them. Because uh, the messages are so warped at times. The first one I have up there is, that's for meat. And basically it's an anti-Muslim one. And the story is, um.
2: That's an anti-Mason one, isn't it?
3: I don't, Yeah, Mason. I said Muslim. Oh, i yeah, sorry. anti-Mason, oh, not
2: Muslim. Anti-Mason. There's plenty of stuff that's anti-Muslim in these.
3: Yeah. <laughs> anyway, credit so, so, it's, so <laughs> okay. So you have this um this couple who I, the police have come to the door and told them their son's been in has been shot and he's in the hospital dying and he's lost the will to live. It, it was a suicide. And
1: That's the, um, the diagnosis.
4: He's lost the will to live. The doctors yeah. have said he's lost the will to live. <laughs>
3: and so the priest shows up at the fa- at the house and starts talking to them. They like, you know, we love God. We're God-fearing members. And then they mention they're part of the mason. And suddenly the priest's like, oh, well, that's where your problem is because you guys are now practicing witchcraft. And they're like, we are? Yes, because masons have been fooling you this whole time. They've been duping you and tricking you into practicing witchcraft, even though you believe you've been... um good Christians and goes into exactly all the um, stuff as to why masons are really th- Satanist. Um, and so at the end they are convinced, Oh, we will drop masons and they pray. And suddenly the sun's coming through all because they saw the truth and started praying. And that's yeah, it
2: for me. Okay. For me, the overwhelming message of this particular tract was that God hates the Washington monument. <laughs>
0: Here's a, here's the interesting thing. I, I saw there's ones for our Catholics Christians. There's clearly ones against Mormons. Uh, there's Masons, Islam. Are, are these, is this all Protestants that, that are uh, putting yeah. these things out? Yes. So, it so there's some... no anti-Protestant ones here? No, no. I don't, I mean, I, I don't see any. Yeah. No, is there more history they... here?
2: No, it, it appears that they consider Catholicism, Islam, the occult, Masonry, and Mormonism false religions. Yeah. Right. Based upon what we're seeing here in their handy-dandy places to witness list and tracts to use when witnessing.
3: But also the message there is, it, it doesn't matter what you think you're doing, it's what you're being tricked into doing that God will judge you on, which I also, I love that message. So, you know, and that's the type of message these have. Uh, the next ones I think will, um, I, I definitely want, um, Kim's opinion here because, uh, they the, the ones I found dealing with homosexuality. The first one is a gay pride parade where the, all the um, gay men are these big violent thugs and you have this poor little pastor sitting there busy protesting about homosexuality being an abomination and the police start beating him up, the people in the parade start beating him up and he's, you know, beaten to bloody pulp and the reporters are not going to film it because apparently instead of getting some that will get them ratings, they have an agenda to help the um, gay message.
0: It is the liberal media.
3: <laughs> yes. Even though I'm well, sorry. Well and then the and then the gay uh, pastor goes to the hosp- then the gay pastor
4: goes to the hospital and hassles the
3: the poor, yeah. you know, innocent <laughs> guy pastor,
4: who's been beaten
3: Like stereotypical <laughs> gay looking. Yeah. You know, they definitely went all out. He's balding. He has the um the partial goatee kind of look. Similar to me, but you know. Well, it's interesting <laughs> and, though, the, then of course, the, the good white pastor shows up and fixes everything
0: right it and is that good white pastor pat robertson because this very much goes along with the last story we had about him and in his hate speech you know talk
3: so the the next one is even better about homosexuals because basically it it the idea in it is all homosexuals will get aids and that the well, only only
4: it's also that only homosexuals get aids
3: right too. and that uh, um basically the, all homosexuals became gay because they were molested as a kid so Kimberly, um is there anything you'd like to add to this?
1: Wow. Um well, it reminds me of uh of websites we've shown before, the, you know, the one that that had the uh the count of of all the straight kids who had been uh bullied by gay kids and it was still sitting at zero. Um
4: <laughs> I,
1: I mean I've been to lots of pride parades. And, um, I mean, you know, you you kind of want to punch somebody, but I've, I've never actually witnessed any any of the protesters ever having any problems with the, uh, the parade. And, and, of course, it's a lone
3: protester because most of the world is um, sinners. You, in most of these, that's one of the messages you will continuously see, is there's only a handful of these good Christians that are promoting the proper message of God and Jesus, while the whole rest of the world, the majority of the world, is against them and is trying to bring them down and destroy them.
4: Well, it just feeds their fantasy that they're an oppressed minority.
3: Every single one of them has that. I mean, here, um, this is another one. Um, When the lady who's working with these poor gay guys um, says he's going to pray for them and stuff, they are ready to beat her up. They're violent. They're they're mad at her for saying she's going to do such a thing.
2: It's a good thing they're all sick. She's she's likely to be able to outrun them.
3: (laughs) And you you look at them. She has this nice, calm you know smile the whole time and even when the threatening and cursing at her, she's always polite to them and straightforward to them about how great god is and stuff even if they're violent and angry and it's like okay and once more this is a common thing in all these is just how polite and um controlled the christians are that are promoting this stuff and how violent the whole rest of the world is um really shows in the oh it is the next one the missing day thanksgiving this is a family getting together for Thanksgiving and basically you have the one Christian in the family. The whole rest of the family is drunks and sleeps around and on drugs and all this other stuff. You have the one Christian who comes in out of place and he's being mocked and stuff by the family. Plus, plus there's a gay couple. There are two <laughs> yeah. men. Yep. Got a bash them been, too. Yeah, he's being put down everything. He's only able to save one of them. The one kid will listen to him when he um, tells them how great Thanksgiving is and how Christian related it's connected. And, uh, you know, it's... I'm saying, like, yeah, I wonder about this family. I wonder why this guy keeps showing up to a family that treats him that way. <laughs> but, uh, it, it you know, I, I've, I've been to Thanksgiving dinners where I felt uncomfortable because of all the Christian stuff going on, but I've never cursed them and been upset over it. You know, my uncle can be a little weird at times about, you know, he, he was reborn and has some stuff going on, but I'm fine with it. I don't, you know, get violent. But apparently, at this family, they will curse him out and, you know, mock him, it's, and it's yeah. really interesting to see because I mean, seriously, the whole rest of the family is angry, and of course, one of the main things to reveal always is there's devils and demons, um, messing with them, making them do it. Uh huh. So and once Arjunish more, that goes, yeah, once more, that goes to the idea that they're being tricked, and so apparently, according to this, if you are tricked by devils and tricked by um the masons or tricked by anyone, you're still going to hell. It doesn't matter anything else. If you're tricked, you're going to hell.
2: Well, I, uh, the other theme that's uh, that's overriding and constant here, and I realize that this is this is one of the tenets, but the overriding theme is that no matter how bad you, no matter how many bad things you've done, no matter what evil you've done to your fellow man, all you right. have to do is call Jesus' name, and bingo, well, well, bango, you're going yeah, to heaven. But
3: you accept Jesus. You're, you're, it doesn't matter how good or bad you were. The only thing, only thing that's important is accepting Jesus. That's it. That's yeah. That's in just about every single one of them. Is that's what is important, Kristen? You have the anti-science ones on global warming and evolution.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I found the I found the uh, Big Daddy one particularly amusing. I yeah, love the victory of uh, the victory over of of scientific creationism over faith-based evolution.
0: Yeah, you know there is an interesting uh, correlation between the the other Buzzfeed article that we just went through, and that's uh, no sources.
3: Well, yeah. yeah, within the click tracks themselves.
0: Yeah, because it'd be too embarrassing to, you know, yeah. actually source this stuff. Actually,
2: the Big Daddy one does have does it, have sources. Yeah, it does it's, have them.
1: It's Kent Hovind, though, right? It's Doctor Dino or something. Yeah, it is. So, a, yeah, yeah. Yep. And Can have I, you guys I, ever seen uh, Terry? You mentioned you've gotten them before. They come out in little booklets, you know, yeah. as as basically little mini comic books. Um, seeing them online kind of doesn't do the the finished product just was it uh, but they, they real they're designed I, I think the guy who started them, the reason they're called Chick tracks is is a guy named I think it was John Chick, right? Um I was right. who started doing There's them. No so that's where they're named. At. Jack Chick. Jack. Yeah. <laughs> Jack. Oh Jack, I think that's right. Um Jack
2: Chick, yeah. I think that's it. And
1: you know, they they were basically designed small. They're only like maybe what, two, maybe three inches high, yeah, maybe five inches wide. They look and, like a uh,
4: children's book almost. They look like a comic exactly. you could have to your kid,
1: yeah. yeah, but they're
4: hateful. So oh, they you are guys, hateful. You, you but guys but
1: they've been used for like Halloween yeah. um you know instead of They'll, giving out candy, you give these out. Um yeah, we, we, we looked at, at the Halloween ones um on a Halloween episode a few
3: years ago.
0: Okay. Right, there's also some though that that you, we missed uh that you got they're not represented in your selection here. Dungeons and Dragons. I,
3: yeah, well, it's, it was so hard to pick them. You know? <laughs> it, it, there's it so many, I mean, seriously, there are tons of these, and yeah. they cover everything. I mean, like I said, we got Global Woman One, which of course had the basic message: humans can't affect global warming; that's all God. Uh, we have Crazy Wolf, which is um I thought rather insulting towards Native American spirituality. Yeah, I thought that was
4: so... It was wrong. It was straw Native American spirituality. I think they're pretending that they're Navajos. It's all wrong, and it's terrible, and it's offensive, and...
3: But basically, you have one of the um, Native Americans turning Christian, and all the other Native Americans are hating her and going to kill her, straight-out kill her. They actually go to a, a crazy wolf who's psycho, and he's going to summon the spirits, and he's going to go kill her. But then Jesus is more powerful, and he realizes that, and um, ask her to help him find this more powerful one, and she saves his soul kind of thing. So
4: my basic understanding of Navajo cosmology, killing someone else, is a super bad thing to do. Like, it it's, takes you out of beauty. It takes you out of harmony. And yeah. uh, that's, like, the opposite of what actual Navajos would probably do in that situation. Uh-huh.
2: <laughs> and, I, you know, the only thing I know about the Navajo is pretty much Tony Hillerman, but I'm tending to agree with that. Yeah. Then um, Terry um, decides she wanted to look at That Crazy
3: Guy, which I'll let her talk well, about. Well, before
4: uh, – yeah, so before I do that, I just want to stick with the anti-science stuff for just a second. I – this is totally my opinion, but I think that one common thread has to do with that power dynamic thing that I'm always harping on. Um, a lot of these are about like the little people, the, you know, the, the little people being oppressed by the, by the big bad scientists or the big bad judges or the big bad doctors or whatever. And in the, back to the global warming one for just a second, I love the narration in this one because my favorite frame is the second one. It's basically it starts with Al Gore saying saying stuff he didn't say about the end of the world, and then it's the narration is brilliant scientists graciously counsel us, little people, on climate changes and the coming dangers of global warming. Are they right? Is Mother Earth doomed because of us? They must be right because they're scientists. <laughs> it just like drips with
3: yeah. sarcasm and oh, I, oh and of course the so- picture is from Young Frankenstein. You have Gene right. Wilder Frankenstein. And- <laughs> Oh, kind of you know, kind of is there in the car yeah. yeah, mocking scientists. <laughs> it's just horrific. Is
0: anybody, I mean, I, I, I'd love to hear from somebody who actually read one of these and went, oh, crap, I'm wrong. Like somebody who actually that the, the found these compelling in some way.
3: Yeah, I, I get the impression they're more um, make us feel better kind of things than um, actually converting people. Yeah, I think it's self-ascribing status. Yeah. yeah.
4: Yeah. The crazy guy one is awesome because it's um, slut shaming and medical misinformation. So oh, yeah. there's this girl. Yeah, it's terrible. It's <laughs> this girl. Two great tastes have- taste great together. <laughs> 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 slut shaming and medical misinformation. So she is a slut and she sleeps with this
3: dude. And no, it turns she's not out a slut yet. She's a virgin. Oh, of right. it. She's going to okay. give it away. <laughs> so, but
4: she doesn't. Apparently, she's been through abstinence only education because she doesn't know how to protect herself. So she goes to this woman.
3: Who's? Apparently, yeah, it it's a friend of hers.
4: Right, who, who gives her? Who apparently has like packets of birth control pills lying around her house and hands yeah. her one. And uh, she says, "VD is nothing anymore. You can get a shot." And so this girl has sex with this creepy dude um she thinks it yeah. was all gross because premarital sex is inherently gross i mean i think his mustache is gross but that's the well,
3: creepy dude he plans to have if sex if with uh, ahead of time. actually plans out two weeks ahead of time and he does it in the back seat of his car with her like his camaro that's got to be a camaro right what other <laughs> car
2: you well, it says i all i know is the license plate says lovers do it in the dirt
0: Lover. Uh, uh, I don't know. Did they want to do it in a very uncomfortable place?
4: Right, like back of a Camaro, man. That's a pretty crowded spot. <laughs>
3: yeah, I, mean, I mean, he doesn't even try very hard. And apparently, she isn't really putting up much of a fight. If you know, I, I mean, if you have two weeks to plan out, you get a hotel room, make it a little more, you know, something. But apparently, she's willing to just give it up in backseat of a car. Well, and, and then for she wonders if she's
4: pregnant because she doesn't, you know, whatever. She doesn't have good information. So then she finds out, she gets her period apparently 12 days later. She's not pregnant. She feels great. I'm safe. Not quite. Craig gave you two little surprises you didn't count on.
2: Well, <laughs> now, hold on a mother. moment here. Hold on a moment here. <laughs> so she fears pregnancy, but later on she does note that he wore a condom. Right. So she and didn't trust the, the condom. And she's she on didn't the trust uh, but she didn't trust the condom or the pill to stop a pregnancy. However, she did trust it to stop gonorrhea and the HIV virus,
4: which it didn't because she yes. got gonorrhea and HIV. And condoms don't work. She goes to this doctor, who's always a guy, and uh, and he's like, you know, what does he say? He said that um that the been- researchers have found holes in surgical gloves big enough to let ten AIDS viruses.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I think the correct term is viri.
4: Well, and then she's going to die, because that's the overarching message with any of these HIV yeah. ones, is that you're going to die, like, right away and go to hell mm-hmm. right now, unless you... So, yeah, it's just, it's just terrible. It's victim-blaming, and it's misinformation, yeah. and it's oh, it's awful. Let me, let, me,
2: uh, let me real quick just cite my source on that. I think it's Viri, and my source is the English language.
3: Well, this is Jack Chick, though, No, It's...
0: This is, this is I find funny. it
3: interesting, her her older friend who gives her the sex advice is very nice for her and everything else when she's getting ready to lose her virginity. When she comes back and says she has a, a venereal disease, she's suddenly a bitch. She sprays her like, with
4: Lysol. <laughs> I was like, wait a
3: moment, What?
4: She's her with it
0: Lysol. is my soul you're right here, so here here's what's here's it's kind of funny because it's like and so susan she's wrong you will soon face something far worse than AIDS, and it goes on you know if you were a true Christian, Susan, God's angels would be at your bedside to take you to heaven, unfortunately, most people die in their sins. <laughs> Ah, and it goes on. That, that, that's
3: another regular recurring thing. I love phenology. this
0: though, but you know, you know, the, and clearly it's talking about Jesus and he you know, he he didn't want you to die in your sin. So he died for you. Which yeah, begs more, the ju- question, couldn't he just do it again?
3: I am a bit curious to what a sexologist is in their views.
0: <laughs> Don't know no really
3: a recent <laughs> meeting of eight hundred sexologists, not a single one said they would trust a condom to protect them. From what? <laughs> Who are these people? Yeah, I agree. So, okay. I love and the part. The where... only
2: sexologist I trust is Doctor Ru.
3: And a, a, yeah. a, the, the main source here, they they do cite a source for their information is from Focus on the Family. Yes, there's yes. incredible. You know, I love for, the part, sex. Let's, let's get them
4: for. <laughs> I love the part where she says, "My high school is handing out condoms like candy," and he's like, "The truth is, Susan, your school doesn't care about your soul."
0: I'm okay she with that. She thinks they're handing out know, condoms like candy. <laughs> she may have used it. Wrong. There's another piece of misinformation. <laughs> there's another piece of misinformation here, and it's the same thing that that dumbass cardinal in Africa was telling people that. Um that the AIDS virus can slip through holes in the condom. Yes, but sperm is still smaller than, than the AIDS virus. And if one can get through, so can the other. But if it blocks the sperm, it's going to block the virus. And, and that, in but it's much more fear mongering to, to just say, hey, AIDS can get through the, you know, there's holes. Which
2: is smaller? Uh, a, You said the sperm is smaller than the AIDS virus. I think the
0: sperm is smaller than the AIDS virus. Well, Well, here's the thing is that the sperm carries water molecule smaller
2: than sperm. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know the answer to that. Well, I guess.
0: Wait, wait. But I guess, wait, the AIDS virus is attached to the sperm. Isn't that the case? It it isn't independent. It's attached to it. Basically, it.
4: Is it it on the sperm or is it in the seminal I don't know.
0: If the seminal fluid doesn't get through, the AIDS isn't getting through. I guess that's my point. Yeah. And if
2: water doesn't get through, Sperm can't get through, and the AIDS virus can't get through.
0: Yeah, I don't know. I, I guess is I don't know point. exactly which is. Well, I bigger. think I
2: think I think sperm has water molecules inside of it. So I'm kind of thinking a water molecule would be smaller than sperm. Yeah, it might be worse. It might be dihydrogen monoxide. Yeah, that's possible.
4: It's the argument from imaginary science, though, that Chick brings to yeah. all of
2: these. Yeah.
0: But we but we've heard this argument before. You know, it, um, from that douchebag Catholic cardinal whose name I can't remember.
4: Well, there are serious consequence. I mean, the medical information misinformation thing just kills me. Because there are like, if you want to call me a slut, that's fine. I don't, I don't care. But um, passing out and propagating medical information is just so offensive to me. It's so much more offensive to me than telling me that I'm going to go to hell. Because real people could actually be harmed by that. Yeah.
0: Right,
3: and they are harmed by that. Ha- that kind of mentality has caused harm. We know that for a fact. And then we'll let Matt go through some of the next ones, because he picked those out. Back from the dead.
2: Yep. And we're not talking about Jerry Garcia in this case. <laughs> All right. So back from the dead, this guy, It's the scene opens on an ambulance speeding to a hospital, and the EMTs driving the ambulance are already predicting that he's not going to make it. He codes, and they can't revive him with the paddles. So they call him, they send him down to the morgue, he wakes up in the morgue, and it's a beautiful thing because it's it's got to be a double a double salvation here because I'm pretty sure that he scares the nurse into religion, too, <laughs> when he sits up in the morgue. He comes back. He went to hell while he was dead. Um, he calls for a preacher so he can get saved before he dies again. Oh, I and love the course, morgue. Sorry, go ahead.
4: I was going to say, I love the, the dude in charge of the word New stiff, Kathy? <laughs> like, they don't like I've been to morgue, so They don't talk like that. That's actually <laughs> probably the
2: most believable part of it, though. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so, back from the dead. Bewitched. Apparently, the uh, devil is a fan of old TV. He's watching his favorite show, Bewitched, because Bewitched draws people into his grasp. Now, it's interesting, because... The point initially seems to be about the TV show Bewitched, but that's really just kind of a red herring because really it's about the fact that they hate the fact that this girl, this, this drug, uh, drug using girl who's 16 years old, her grandmother's praying for her to, to free her from, free her from the addiction and to get her out of the devil's clutches. And she has a really bad LSD trip.
1: Oh, that is unfortunate.
2: <clears throat> and she repents. Dies from the uh, dies from the overdose and the overdose saved. of
1: LSD. In that
3: last
0: moment he accepted the Lord. He is saved now. <laughs> yes, right. There's
2: a common theme
0: here that people accept Jesus right before they die. Which which is interesting because if you could do that, then what's the point until you're about to die? Yeah, you could. Well, do then I you
2: think have. you found the overlying message of the Chick Tracks. Don't worry about we living virtuously. Just you know, do a deathbed confession.
0: Yeah, I, that does seem yeah. to be. Yeah, I I definitely didn't
3: see that theme there. So we got the bully, which was yeah, the, similar to um the, the Thanksgiving one.
2: Yeah, the uh, I I repeated the Big Daddy one. I didn't realize you had that one up there further, but um the bully also a girl named Ashley. Her father basically makes her makes her refute makes her swear never to go to church again and gets her started drinking so she can be like him. But then he gets in trouble, ends up you know repenting. And then spends the rest of it trying to get his daughter to repent before she dies of cirrhosis of the liver, which he kind of caused. And how many of these hate girls named Ashley? I'm just, I'm wondering now. They, they use a
0: lot of names. All right, but this idea that you don't have to live virtuously, all you have to do is accept Jesus into your heart. That's the most important thing. Because you're, because you're a sinner no matter what. If you aren't, if you aren't pining away for God 24 hours a day, you're a sinner. So, but as long as you accept Jesus into your heart,
2: well, well God's grace. Even if you are pining away for God, you're still a sinner.
0: Yes. Until you accept Jesus. Even if you accept Jesus, you're still sinning on a daily basis. I, I, have you guys, um, I listened to, um, a podcast, uh, called Reasons to Believe. And, and this is, um, they're old earth creationists. And I'm trying to think of who the, who the physicist is, um, that, that started that whole organization. Um, and really it's excuses to believe. I think I've talked about them before. And, and the guy who hosts the show is constantly talking about, you know, how, you know, how basically, you know, he is a sinner and he knows this, but because of God's grace, he's going to, he's going to be okay because he's accepted Jesus. And, and you cannot be saved through works alone. It's only through God's grace that you can be saved. Well, and, it's not works alone, though. Apparently you can't be saved through works at all. At all. Exactly. Not, yeah, not yeah. at all. And this, and, and that's, um, really that, that's, um, uh, who am I trying to that's really a Calvinist position. Um, but a lot of Protestants hold that. Um, and so it, it is kind of an overlying theme. All these people accepting Jesus on their deathbed so that they can go to heaven. It's fire insurance.
4: So, are these the same people who ask atheists, uh, how we can possibly be moral without God?
0: Um, they, We're they the don't. Really they know. The, the, what they would do is that they would say that atheists are using the Christian expression of morality, that they're borrowing it from Christians, right? And that they're using it in their everyday life, but they're not acknowledging where they actually got it from. What, what, oh. what, what, it, it's that insidious. Wow. Yeah, it's really reprehensible. What, what, and but it, it is interesting because they do. What, the one thing that that these hosts do is, anytime atheists are doing something good, they they point back how this is really a Christian ideal that they're borrowing. But apparently, it is.
1: I've also heard that that God is working through you, even if you don't acknowledge it, and that's why you you know when you have a moral atheist, it's because of that.
0: Right. Exactly. Yeah. So yeah, but. It is an overlying theme with, with all of this stuff that you're, you, you're a sinner and there's nothing you can do about that. But as long as you accept Jesus into your heart, you're going to be okay. And in there, this idea that, you know, I've heard, I've heard Christians say, well, you know, I really, this idea that, oh, when, when we die, there's just nothing more. It's just, it's, it's horrible because, because, you know, people aren't going to be punished for their sins. You know, they, 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 they get away with it. But it's like, well, wait a second. That's exactly what Christianity does. Is the moment you die, as long as no matter who you raped, as long as you accepted Jesus into your heart, you're you're going to be God's grace is going to forgive you your sins. How is that even better? You ask
1: Jesus's permission or Jesus's forgiveness, not the person that you
0: <laughs> exactly. Have. Well, that's the other thing is that you know he, he in in the same sense that he died for our sins, right? So apparently now somebody else can go to jail for me stealing the loaf of bread that's acceptable right somebody else can 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 do that he can also forgive you your sins you don't have to go to the other person the whole thing to me is reprehensible
4: it's really awful
0: yeah and and they I, consider I, this I a virtue
2: come, I want to come back to this whole thing about God works through you even if you don't believe in him so apparently even if you don't believe in God, God believes in you so well, but I've heard you. that.
4: I don't know. I've seen bumper stickers that say God doesn't believe in atheists, so yeah. <laughs> Jesus doesn't believe in it. So yeah, yeah well, it
0: doesn't matter. But it, ultimately, I, I don't understand that position. Well, it's it's ultimately not one position. It's ultimately multiple
2: contradictory positions.
0: Yeah, it, it is. It is. The, and this idea that if you go through your life and, and try and be a good person, right, if you, if you don't accept, if you don't do that one last thing, off to hell. But the guy, the, the, you know, the, the guy who cheated elderly people out of their retirement funds, and now those people are living on the street, that Christian is still going to heaven.
4: It's really hard to explain Christianity to my kids, cause we're an atheist family. Um, but you know, we expose them to that just like we expose them to other mythologies, like, uh, Right. Norse mythologies and Native American mythology, we treat it all as the same thing, like it's a cultural construct. Um, so, but trying to explain why people get all fired up in our society about Christianity is just, it's interesting and how some people think their Christianity is the one true Christianity and these other people think that their Christianity is the one true Christianity and it's really, uh, it can be challenging at times to try to explain it objectively without letting my own uh, the emotion about the about the topic bleed in
0: yeah but the one thing the other thing the other part that, that gets me about the reason believe types of stuff is that you know this idea that 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 we are we are taking stuff from the christian religion and using it as atheists just oh, yeah, not, so and, and not so acknowledging what, you know, that, that who, who supplied it, with, supplied us with it. And they also like to point out, you know, how, how the first scientists were really Christians, that, that Christians really got scientists, you know, got science rolling. And it's like, oh, whether that's true or not makes no difference to what its outcome is. This idea that we should accept Christianity just because they started something is ridiculous. I think that they've got that confused with rolling things down onto
2: scientists. <laughs> I'm just saying.
4: Well they can't accept evolution because then they would have to accept evolutionary antecedents of well, uh you know, altruism and stuff. And
0: the way they get around that is through um basically the um theistic evolution where essentially God yeah, evolution was the was the mechanism, but God massaging it to get it to where he wanted this is how it works. And that's the reasons to believe people. And I'm trying to remember because the guy who who runs that doesn't uh, actually does um a debate with Ken Ham. So you've got old Earth Creationists versus um young Earth creationists. Is um, Ken
4: Ham the creation museum guy? Yeah,
0: he's the creation museum okay. guy. He's the guy whose son is um is uh, isn't Ken Ham the one that's in jail?
4: No, that's the dino. Isn't that the dinosaur guy?
0: Isn't Ken Ham not the... Okay.
4: I think Ken Ham's a different guy.
0: Is it okay? That, that's probably true. There's there, so there's, many. It's hard to track. God, who is that? Oh, uh, it doesn't matter. Then yeah, but yeah, Ken Ham is another Young Earth creation. I thought that he was associated with that museum as well. I. I don't know. Anyway, it it, it doesn't matter. That I mean, uh, I just I, Arn Raw really wants to, to to debate Ken Ham, and I don't think Ken Ham's going to do it.
3: Okay. <laughs> well, we can let Mac finish up with the last one, Camel okay. in Tent.
2: Yeah, I, the actual original title was The Camel in the Tent, but I thought I'd spice it up a little bit. Uh, I changed it to Law and Order Camel in Tent. Uh, anyway. Uh, this is an anti, this is an anti-Islamic one. And the, uh, the overall point is that it, it, the scene opens on a camel that is out in the cold and basically keeps inserting, you know, he starts with his nose, then he gets his whole head into the tent, then he gets his neck into the tent, then his front legs, and eventually he kicks the sheik out of the tent, which is interesting and really kind of confusing imagery because both, uh, based upon this, apparently both the sheik and the camel are Islamic. <laughs> or am I wrong about that? Anyway, the, the overall point is that it's it's saying that if you let if you let the Muslims into the tent at all, then they're just gonna take the whole thing and kick you out. That's the uh, point of okay. the chick tract. Yeah. Um
1: So reasons for intolerance. Yes. yes. Okay, that's yeah,
3: well, you can't tolerate a religion that's different from ours because they're gonna to want to take over.
2: Then it's then it talks about where Islam came from. And that Allah is the moon God, and they had Allah married the sun God, the Sun Goddess, and they had three three daughters,, oh, no. but then Muhammad came along and said that Allah
0: Allah was the only God, and yeah, you know, then they started killing everybody you it's, know yeah. th- this this is an interesting idea because the idea that This, this, uh, excuse for intolerance is interesting because, you know, atheists are often accused of being intolerant towards religion, but that's not true. Uh, The fact of the matter is that we like to debate it, we like to discuss it, but as far as tolerating it, we we certainly tolerate its existence without a problem, you know. Looking at these kick tracks, we are jerks. We get violent. We will beat the crap out of them. That's what right, they are saying. But my Don't point is, tr- is that is that these that these people are far more intolerant to other brands of Christianity than any atheist could ever be towards any oh, yeah. one sect of Christianity. It's it, it's amazing to me that it, the, their moral stances is, is just uh, confusing.
2: Yeah, it's 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 interesting, and know the, yeah, the interesting thing in this uh, in this pamphlet here they're talking about uh, Muhammad insulting Jesus, but the Muslims actually see Jesus as a prophet and they don't revere him as high as Muhammad because Muhammad is the prophet of prophets but they still see him as a prophet and he is he is revered in the religion for that reason
0: yeah just not the Son of God well
4: and they drew Muhammad in- inaccurately here um, according to Jesus and Mo another comic strip that's Way better than the Chick Tracks. Um, Way better. <laughs> Muhammad looks very different in the Jesus in most strips, and that's what I'm going to choose to believe as the truth. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, so i finished, drawing
3: I finished with The Choice, which is a very general, straightforward one, but basically a um, priest runs into a guy he knows and basically goes through converting him by telling him how great God is and how evil the devil is. Well, the reason I picked this one for the last one, actually, is because my follow-up here is two parodies. And one of the parodies, actually the second one, Who Will Be Eaten First, is basically taking the panels of the choice and turning it into one showing why when Cthulhu comes, you want to be eaten first. (laughs) And it's very much done in the same kind of pattern. You know, the the priest sitting here having a basic conversation convincing him that, oh, when Cthulhu comes, you know, the world is going to suffer, and if you're not eaten first, you're going to be tortured for thousands of years or something like that. So you... When Cthulhu comes, you want to be eaten first. That makes sense to me. I believe there's much more than any of the other click tracks. <laughs> and then the other parody here is um, Why We're Here, which also goes into um, the Cthulhu-style stuff. Basically, um, this guys, they're, they're at a pool, and this guy's saying, uh, you know, my life's incomplete, and so this guy shows up with the Necronomicon <laughs> and talks about the old ones returning and all we're going to suffer through and everything else, and it ends with him convincing the guy to go kill his family, so that they won't have to suffer at the hands of the Elder Gods. So, uh, you, know, you definitely <laughs> see where the click tracks are wide open for this kind of humor.
0: Well,
2: the... <laughs> Help another person go mad with the knowledge of horrible evil.
0: Get them this book. <laughs> How far do you have to read the click tracks before they start to contradict themselves? Alright, that- they paint such a broad brush that you could find one click track that says this is evil, and another one that says something, you know, something that that one was supporting was evil. I mean, yeah.
3: yeah well, they've been doing them for fifty years, and you know, originally you had one guy doing them all. Now, you know, other talents have come in and um, taken them
2: over. So,
0: I'm sorry, did you say I mean, talents?
3: Well, talent in regards to um, artistic <laughs> ability. I, you know, in regards-
2: uh, Ian, as an artist, as the artist of this podcast. I have to chime in and <laughs> declare all the artwork on the check tracks to be uniformly horrible.
3: Yeah, actually, I think there's some good artwork there. You know,
2: these guys uh, the I, I, to, okay, I'll admit that some of it is exceedingly horrible.
3: It varies. There's, I I honestly think there's some people who could, if you know, they went a different direction could do some pretty talented stuff. So, you know, and I'm not referring to talented thing I think they're good. I'm referring to talent as you would, you know, someone who creates, okay? <laughs> but, um, you know, so the talent they have in regards to creating these, there is a talent to it, you can't deny that, has changed over the years. So it's not surprised that the messages will get mixed up, especially since I don't think they necessarily care what the message is as long as what they're saying is,
1: we know what's right for you. Well, I'm looking forward to your take on the artwork for this one, for sure. Well, I'm already thinking about it. <laughs> this is one way you can go with
3: that. All
0: right, is there anything <laughs> Let's wrap else? This up. Well, I guess you know what the. I what's the final thing to say about click tracks? I mean, they they're, they have a very similar meme to them. It, it,
2: they always seem to go with the same theme.
0: Yeah. You know, well, it's a good look at how do.
2: Sorry, go ahead, Ian.
3: They're great at looking at propaganda. This is that's all this is. This is pure propaganda. It's you know about as bad as you get in, with propaganda. I mean, it's not, most of them aren't even trying to think. They're just trying to push these really
0: narrowed messages on everyone. Yeah, yeah. The the whole thing is, and and in the end, the solution is the same to all of these. Oh yeah. So it's simple. So why do we need so many of them?
1: I, I kind of have, I, my takeaway from all of this is just like all those ads for meth, not even once. <laughs> 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 right? yeah, the, the, the simple thing that often comes out of this
3: kind of thing, money. You just, you know, well, that you know, was a question my husband had.
4: Who's paying for this? Who's paying for these chick-traffy the churches. churches? The churches buy them, yeah.
3: Huh. That, that's the idea. You know, they, they sell them to the churches and the churches are supposed to hand them out and... Fix all our evil deeds by just making sure we get the right tick track at the right time. And if suddenly, like, oh, my God, you're right. Oh, Jesus is a great guy. I will give up everything I know about my life.
2: <laughs> I just threw another link in there. Um, no, no I rem- more links. I remember, I remember I used to have this comic that was done in the style of Archie Comics. And apparently there was a series of about six of these that were all different things but this one was Archie One Way, and it was all about... uh, It was actually Betty was the virtuous one of the group who would tell people about Jesus and straighten people's lives out, and everybody else was just kind of messing up constantly.
3: Wow, talk about changes over the years. Yeah. They've had a gay wedding now, haven't they?
2: They've had a gay wedding, but this wasn't actually an Archie comic. It just was meant to look like one. In other words, it was essentially was supposed to be bought by people thinking it was an Archie comics.
1: The way that they do that with the Calvin and Hobbes, with Calvin praying it across, that—that that is not, not endorsed by the author.
2: <laughs> yeah, I think, I think all, all he endorses these days is just Calvin peeing on things, isn't it?
1: I don't believe he
4: does that one either, actually.
2: Ah, uh, okay.
4: Can we do an episode about the psychology of people who put um, plastic uh, scrotums on their truck bumpers?
2: Uh, Listen, we can we also really need, include, do we want to give
1: we, them airtime? <laughs> if we can Drug also nuts?
2: include people who stick you know, stick things of their entire family on their back window. Or it may not be their family. It may actually be a list of their kills, just like they did on <laughs> planes during World War II. Ooh,
4: I hadn't thought of that. Some of
1: those cars 34%. have a lot of people. <laughs> if
0: I, I you really, look at it in those yeah. sense, some of those people are just absolute butchers. Well, I, I thought it was I thought it was how many points you got for taking them out.
1: I've actually been amused by some of them. The Star Wars theme, the zombie themed. I don't hate those as much as as I could. The ones that are bad,
2: though, is the ones (laughs) that actually have the names of the family members on the car. You can't tell me that's safe.
4: I haven't seen those.
2: Yeah, some people actually have the names of the family members on the car and the names of the pets. somebody using you know somebody using that information goes up to one of the kids and says are you such and such um your mom sent me to get you
0: you know spot got hit and she's at the vet that that is an excellent social engineering technique there i'm very proud of you
4: there's all kinds of um information about not putting your kid's first name on their clothing or on their backpacks or whatever for that very reason
0: yeah absolutely all right, way to end yeah, creepy. Yeah, boy, I died. Woo, <laughs> all right.
4: <laughs> Wait, what did we, didn't we start creepy? We well, man, <laughs> we'll just the, it up. Yeah,
0: it's, it's all creepy. All right, say goodnight, everybody. Goodnight, everybody.
2: Goodnight. Thank you for listening to the Amateur Skeptics Podcast. For more information about the Amateur Skeptics, go to amateurskeptics.com to send us feedback, suggestions, or big flaming insults feel free to contact us at WTF at AmateurSkeptics.com. Other contact information can be found on our website.
0: You can leave a voicemail for the Amateur Skeptics Podcast at 720-295-7785. Music for this podcast was provided by OFM. To find out more about OFM, go to myspace.com forward slash OFMHQ. This podcast is released under a Creative Commons No Derivatives 3.5 license. Thank you for listening to the Amateur Skeptics Podcast.
2: Amateur Skeptics website, Facebook, and podcast Album art is provided by, and copyright, Shadow Knight Digital Portraiture. Larger prints or custom pieces are available upon request.